Betsy Tacy by Maud Hart Lovelace. Chapter fourteen. Tib. They approached the chocolate-coloured house from the rear, for it faced on Pleasant Street. On the back lawn was an oak tree which stood on a small knoll. On the knoll they saw what looked like a clothespin standing prongs up. It was a little girl standing on her head. She righted herself when they came near, and stood on her bare feet. She was dainty and small. Her arms, legs, and face were tanned, which made her blue eyes look even bluer than they were, and her short fluff of yellow hair look very yellow. She stared at them silently, out of her round blue eyes. "'What were you doing?' asked Betsy. "'Standing on my head.' "'What were you doing that for?' "'I was practicing.' "'It must be hard,' said Betsy. "'Oh, no, it isn't.' The little girl looked surprised. Tacy didn't say a word. She was bashful. Betsy stared back at the little girl. It was certainly Tib. "'But my sister said you had a white lace dress on,' she said at last. "'I took it off when I came home,' Tib answered. "'I'm not allowed to play in my best dress.' "'Neither am I,' said Betsy. "'Neither is Tacy. "'I wish we could see your dress, though,' she added after a moment." "'Do you?' asked Tib, looking surprised again. "'I'll show it to you.' She led the way into the chocolate-coloured house. They went in by the back door. "'Wipe your feet,' said Tib, pausing on the doormat. The kitchen was so clean, it shone like a polished pan. It smelled good of something baking. A hired girl was standing by the stove. There was a swinging door which led into the dining-room, and another door which led into a pantry full of glittery china and glass. The third door led up some narrow stairs, and up these they followed Tib. Upstairs was a long hall with doors admitting to the bedrooms. Tib took them into one of these, and hanging in a closet was the white lace dress. "'It's a beautiful dress,' said Betsy. Tacy touched one of the pale blue satin bows. Tib led them down the hall. There were front stairs as well as back stairs. They went down the front stairs, and just as the steps turned at a little landing they came in view of the pane of coloured glass. The afternoon sunlight, streaming through it, turned it to ruby red. "'Tacy and I like that coloured glass,' said Betsy. "'What coloured glass?' asked Tib. "'That coloured glass over your door.' "'Do you? Why?' asked Tib. She looked at it as though she had never noticed it before. "'We like your tower, too,' said Betsy. "'What tower?' asked Tib. "'Do you mean the round room? That's our front parlour.' They crossed the hall and entered it. It was round and beautiful. Hanging over the piano was a picture of an old man giving a little girl a music lesson. The chairs and sofa were covered with blue velvet, and there was a bamboo table draped with a blue silk scarf. The table held two little china dolls, a shepherd and a shepherdess. Tib led them through blue velvet curtains into the back parlour. This had a window seat from which you could see the red brick schoolhouse. A lady sat there sewing. She was short and chunky, and had yellow hair like Tib's, and earrings in her ears. "'Is this the little Ray girl?' she asked. "'Yes, ma'am,' answered Betsy. "'I'm Betsy, and this is Tacy.' Tacy held her head down and covered her face with her curls. "'Well, I hope you children will all be good friends,' Tib's mother said, smiling. Mamma said Tib, "'may we have some coffee-cake?' "'Yes,' said the lady. "'Matilda will give you some, but eat it out on the knoll.' 
So Matilda, she was the hired girl, gave them some coffee cake. It was hot out of the oven, and they sat down to eat it on the knoll. Tib kept staring at Betsy and Tacy with her round blue eyes. She looked awed and admiring, which was nice, but very strange. For Tib was the one who danced, thought Betsy. She was the one who had a white lace dress. She was the one who had a house with front and back stairs, and a tower and a pane of colored glass. Betsy and Tacy looked at each other. Both of them looked surprised. They hadn't expected to like her, but they did. Tib didn't say a word, and neither did Tacy. So at last Betsy said, "When you came to our house, we were up on the big hill." "Were you?" asked Tib. "We climbed to the very top," said Betsy. "Did you?" Tib replied. "There's a little hill too," said Betsy, "with a bench on it. We eat our supper there." "All by yourselves?" asked Tib. "All by ourselves," said Betsy. And Betsy makes up stories," said Tacy. It was the first word she had said. "Do you mean," asked Tib, "that she tells about Cinderella?" "No, I make them up," said Betsy. "But how can you?" Tib asked. "Why, I just do," said Betsy. "Tacy helps me." "Will you make one up now?" asked Tib. "Yes, if you want me to, I'll make one up about you and me and Tacy and that pane of colored glass over your door." Tib was speechless with astonishment, but Tacy jumped to her feet and said, "Let's go up to our bench. That's the best place for stories." So she took one of Tib's hands, and Betsy took the other, and they walked through the vacant lot and up Hill Street Hill. As they walked, they were very busy talking. "We've got a piano box we play in," Betsy said, "and Betsy's got a baby sister." Tacy said, "We play paper dolls," said Betsy. And store said Tacy, "We dress up and go calling, and Betsy makes up games." Tib held their hand. Tib held their hands tightly. She sighed deeply with content. "I'm glad I came here," she said. "I like this better than Milwaukee." Betsy and Tacy stopped still. They looked at each other, their eyes as round as Tib's. She liked Hill Street better than Milwaukee. Well, they had always known it was nice. After a silent moment, they went slowly on toward the bench on the hill. We'll have lots of fun," said Betsy. "You and me and Tacy, lots of things will happen." And so they did. The end. That's the end of chapter fourteen and the end of the book. Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org. On Sunday, June seventh, two thousand fifteen, in San Diego, California.